Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Billion Dollar Movie Club. This is the show where we talk about movies. They made money, and then we were like, hey, good podcast, two hours. We hit record, right? This is a special well, episode of the Billion I think Dollar we, Movie we did Club. it this time. The button's there. Yep. Uh, this is a special episode. Co-hosts, uh, I'm Christian Mississon. With me, as always, is... Pawan Mehta. Now, Pawan, we're discussing a film called Toy Story 4. Yes. And the viewers and the listeners, they won't feel this, but we may feel a little deja vu, if you know what I'm saying. Almost like the toys in this movie. Yes. Because very sadly, we recorded a whole podcast and was like, wait. It wasn't recorded. So no. you just used the wrong word there. I apologize. Shameful. All right. So we, we just lemoned a whole podcast. Was that the right word? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Sure, sure. So, so that's the last episode no one will ever listen to it and so here, here so we are. we're gonna find an episode today to replace the lost one wow now no no judgment to that lost one you know nothing wrong with being a lost toy what's the toy toys they have stories there's four oh. of them what are we talking about today Juan? toy stories four toy story four well i saw this document up i forgot to close it well, there you go. Well, this film, Toy Story 4, directed by Josh Cooley. You don't know his name for this is his directorial debut. Well done, Josh. Your first feature, and it's in the club. Welcome. In the club. I hope all your, late, your next few features will be in the club as well. We will be the judges of that. Yes, because we, we're the ones who bestow at the billion dollars. <laughs> we being the ro- the 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 greater we. Yeah, Societal not the royal we. we. No, no, I was gonna say <laughs> royal we. I'm like, I don't think that's correct. That is definitely not correct. Toy Story Four had a budget of two hundred million dollars and was released in the U.S. on June twenty first, two thousand nineteen. In its opening weekend, the film made. $120 million, the highest weekend ever for a G-rated film. Mm-hmm. And worldwide, it made $244.5 million, which is the highest grossing worldwide opening for an animated film. Incredible, incredible, but not The Incredibles. No. The film would be number <laughs> one for two weekends in the U.S. until it was dethroned by Spider-Man Far From Home. Far from home, a film you may you may have heard us discuss about two weeks ago. You might Check be asking yourself, wait, it surpassed this movie, but that movie already happened on the list. You know, money's Matthew funny Mc- like that. Matthew funny McConaughey is- once said, Time is a flat circle. Money money laughs in the face of this movie. It does. It does. All right. A press release from the Walt Disney Company of Motion Pictures and sometimes theme parks. August 15th, 2019, Toy Story 4 crosses $1 billion at Global Box Office. The film would go on to gross $434 million domestically and $1.073 billion worldwide. At the time, it was the 23rd highest grossing domestic and 30th worldwide film. Mm-hmm. Did those sequence of words make sense? Sure. That's something weird there. <laughs> At the time, it was the 23rd highest grossing film domestically and 30th worldwide. Currently sits at number 24 domestic and 33 worldwide. You know, the question I had. Oh, questions. Is like, you know, 
they had these movies like swap places in the box office yet that one made money first mm-hmm. do, do, um you think they made the same mistake we did at uh-huh. some point so like before we went into the spider-man episode the the, the two dummies that are co-hosting this we thought another movie made the money first you don't remember that did we yeah like we were said we said like next up is toy story 4 and then we double check it's like oh actually it's spider-man sure i wonder if the disney company ever did that with their own movies since they basically had it on a weekly release that sorry that confused me because we we i believe we corrected that on air i think you want to mean more like the uh iron man 3 jurassic park order Mm -hmm. where we did those out of order until the day before i was like hey don't watch that movie. Watch the other movie. Then we did. But like, you ever you ever think maybe Disney just like when they release a movie, they just pop it in the system? Oh, I, I don't think Bobby Eager knows what movies are or has seen any of them. Because like these these press releases, they all sound the same with just like a, you know a name difference, and well, like most of them are Disney at this point. So. Well, I, I am just name. reading the headline. There's more than just fun. News are more than just headlines. Are they in this clickbait society? You fell for their bait. You fell in the pond, landed on the hook, and landed on the bait. And the bait hit your esophagus. And you're like, oh no, the bait is in my mouth now. I you know what? One of the these bait. days they're going to drop their own bait that they're going to have to correct uh, after its release. Like they're going to pull a La La Land winning Best Picture with these uh, press releases at some point. Oh, you mean they're like, hey, our film crossed a billion. And they're like, no. There have been instances where box office uh, numbers were revised long after uh, mm-hmm. the release. So it's not impossible, but I doubt it would happen with a billion-dollar movie. You know what I'm saying? Um, but with Disney, I, I see the day coming where they just like accidentally key slip the the weekly release if, goes out, and it's like it didn't reach it yet. You were, you had to anything, hold off on it for an extra day, man. If anything, I think Disney would be like, say, imagine you're in 2015, right? Okay. Sit down. Where, where are you in 2015? Um. I'm in this very room. I've been in a time void for the past six years. Imagine you're in that room and you're witnessing the releases of both Inside Out and Tomorrowland. Mm -hmm. And they said Inside Out made a billion dollars, which it did not. I assume they then tossed Tomorrowland, which by, by standards I think is perceived as a flop, and say it's a larger flop than it really is to balance out the lies that are in Inside Out. Mm. That's what Disney does as a corporation. And we are anti-establishment. Attica. What? Attica? <laughs> you ever watch Dog Day Afternoon? No. Good film. Good flick. Sydney Lumet. Listen, I don't, I don't watch them New York movies set in the 70s. Or them westerners. It's one of those two, isn't it? <laughs> it's a film about bank robbery in the 70s. I believe it is New York. Well, there you go. I, I covered my bases with one of those two. <laughs> Juan, we've told many stories so far, but what is the story of this film? Okay. 
So we see Woody as a toy getting his his people ready for, to play to have fun with their new child. But oh no, the new child does not give a single shit about Woody. And now Woody's feeling like he has no purpose. Because what what is he if he's not the favorite toy? So then he goes to school with Bonnie to be like, oh, I could prove my worth here. And then he gives Bonnie the tools to make a friend. Not make friends as in, hey, do you want to be my friend? No, 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 no. I will physically manifest a friend into existence. Which crazy powers, crazy powers. Um. Yeah, and then uh, this new friend does not want to exist, because who would? Um, And hijinks ensue. They meet Bo Peep from uh, the previous entries. She she skipped one. She she had a prior conflict going on, so yeah, she wasn't there for three. Bo Peep is like Hugo Weaving in the next Matrix, just like couldn't make a schedule work out, so Bo Peep couldn't appear in Toy Story 3, but Bo Peep's here now. So um, yeah, there, there's an antique shop. Um, Woody gets the surgery done on him, you know, some snip snip. Um, hijinks ensue. Wait, snip snip, did, did Woody get a vasectomy? <laughs> I'll leave that up to your interpretation. <laughs> um, you know, there's an RV and a carnival and they make some explosions sometimes. I like this format of your recap where it just nouns. <laughs> the spork, googly eyes. Sporky. Sporky, yeah. Sporky. <laughs> Hold on, important question. Mm-hmm. Well, first off, first off, let me just... Okay, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Did you see this when it came out? I did not. You did not. And so you've seen it the one time about eight weeks ago when we first recorded that episode. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, my, my thing with this movie was, you know what? Let, 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 uh, let sleeping dogs lie. I didn't, I didn't want to poke the bear of Toy Story because I know it is a very rowdy and angry bear that only begs for its own demise. <laughs> I don't know if in those specific terms, <laughs> but I do think the general public agreed with you. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but Toy Story 4 made more than three, but just barely. And so I'm sure if you ingest, uh, adjust for inflation, three would have no, been more. No, in just the... Uh... In just. This is in just. In justice. In just the us. inflation, you know. Hold up. In justice among us. Come on. You know what you think what I'm thinking? Wait, is that game sus? I think it's sus. Oh I think it's just Among Us. That, that Batman. It's Gods Superman. Among Us specifically, but them gods be sus. So yeah, I, 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 people seem to be not too excited to return to this, but it also was at such a height that, of course, it still makes the billion dollars. Yeah. Uh. I forget. Are you a, I, even though we had this conversation? Did are you are you a fan of this one? Um, it's fine enough. I mean, like, who am I? Who am I to not relate to a movie that begs for its own demise? Hashtag relatable. 
a fan of this one. I think it's the it's not as tight of a movie as the first three, but I think its highs match the highs of two and three. Uh, but but yeah, I understand someone not watching this, saying it's there. Now, important question: mm-hmm. We mentioned Bonnie's mystical powers that assist yes. Sporky's creation, right? Sporky, yes. Is Bonnie the most powerful creature in the Pixar universe? See, I think that that power goes to the one who makes all the cars and cars. Oh, well, now we have a question. <laughs> were they crafted? Were they made in a factory or were they born that way? Okay, so born that way. This, this adds a whole slew of other questions, such as how they make in the babies. Are they using exhaust pipes? What's that movie? Isn't there a movie like by Ridley Scott where Cameron Diaz fucks a car? Uh, the Counselor. It was, it was there pretty we go. good. It was pretty good. So is The Counselor the prequel? What is it? Better Luck Tomorrow is the, like, the side prequel to Fast and Furious. So is The Counselor the Better Luck Tomorrow to the Cars franchise? See... That implies that humans exist in that reality, then, which is why I'm saying, like, in that case, um, maybe the person who creates the cars are the most powerful in the Pixar canon. So, you don't think that they are a hybrid of, uh, of a, a human and a car procreating, but rather a creation, a man made creation? Well, see, that's one option. But like oh, Cam- Cameron Diaz was a human in the movie uh, The Counselor. So I don't know. I didn't watch it. Yes, yeah, she she was she did con- she was uh, embodied in a human form for that movie. So yeah, it does it doesn't match with the that reading where humans don't exist in that universe. Juan, what did you like about this movie? <laughs> um, you know, there was some hijinks. There was a Keanu Reeves. There was um, there was some stuffed animals. Mm-hmm. Laughs were had. Sure. Uh, tragedies were shared. Wow. Again, you're just naming now. <laughs> Laughs. Tragedies, Keanu, which you know is the greatest noun ever created, mm-hmm. but it's an interesting. Um, yeah, uh, it, it was it was a little it was a little hard to sit through this one personally. Really? Yeah. Is it? What about it was hard to sit through? It it wasn't as tight. Mm-hmm. It, I... it wasn't it wasn't a smooth canal, if you will. whoa. <laughs> Are canals smooth? They can be. What defines a canal <laughs> compared to like a creek or a, or a okay. river? We're, we're going, uh, canals are man-made, I believe. Yes. Whoa. Yes. Like the cars from cars. Well, more so like the toys in the Toy Story because each one of their existences oh. is imbued by human beings. Wait, 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 wait. So, oh. I guess this is kind of oh it because mm. you make me think of Toy Story one and two right okay Toy Story one Buzz is a new gift a new toy and he opens the box Buzz comes to life yes 
mm-hmm. Toy Story 2, there's a scene in the store, the toy store, if you remember this way, there's right. dozens yes. of Buzz Lightyears, right? Yes. And Buzz, one Buzz somehow breaks another Buzz out of a box and that Buzz comes to life, but there's no human putting the life in that second Buzz Lightyear. So did the first Buzz, his life kind of, life force was passed on to the other Buzz? Hmm. Was the other so, Buzz already alive in the box? I, I think the other Buzz was okay. Two options. You know, I love oh, op- I love you love options, options. here. Uh, two options. The first one, that Buzz was alive the entire time. He was faking it. He was oh, faking wow. it. Uh, the second option, there's like because the Buzz was battery operated. Sure. So maybe there was some some situation with that. Where like once they like actually turn it on, that's when they're imbued with life. Of course, but that only works for the battery-based models. But then that could be because because in in this one, right? Mm-hmm. This one, Bo Peep, Annie Potts, lovely in the row. Bo Peep has her like raccoon car. Mm-hmm. It's like an RC car. Why yeah. isn't that alive? Is that alive or, or is it not? Did but they the other? Can... You know what? No, no. You know what? Let's go another route. They killed it. <laughs> Whoa. That, that's why they're able to open it so easily. They literally just carved it. They, they skinned the skunk. Bo, Bo peeps not to be messed with. Not to be messed with. I mean, listen, it's hard out there as a lost toy. You do what you can to survive. Oh, that's my favorite Academy Award nominated uh, winning song. Yeah, I, 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 it's, 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 this one feels more scattered than the other Toy Stories, which mm-hmm. is odd because if you look at two and three, there are these dual storylines going on with Woody being the A plot and then the Buzz shenanigans really being the B plot. But like I, in this one, it feels very much more flimsy, I guess, because it, it kind of feels like they're retreading the same ground with Buzz. Yes, yes. Well, like, it, just other than Woody, no mm-hmm. one else really has an arc. And so that B plot of Buzz going after Woody feels so unnecessary. And then it also feels weird that none of the other toys join Buzz in going after Woody. You know what I'm saying? Damn, you keep giving me new fixes. Whoa. <laughs> Always got these new fixes. Like, I know, like, logistically, RIP Don Rickles played Mr. Potato Head. He's, he's great. Um, Original Slinky passed away as well. I can't think of his name escaping me at the moment. I still get, I still Harris, uh, very, very old as well. Mrs. Potato Head, while Sean is incredible, but also going up there. Like, you have this aging cast. I'm sure it's tougher to get them to be their characters more often. But it yeah, just it's been like what at this point? 24 years. 20 years? Yeah. 20, 24 since the first one. But you know, this, this, this cast of characters, most of the cast is left behind. Wait, 20, 21, 22 years, and they only came out with four movies? They need to step their game up. 24 years. Well, 24 years now. No, no, no. 2019, 95. Oh, I thought it was 97. 95 is the first Toy Story. 99, 2. 2010, 3. 19 come on Pixar. were those too many were those on, too many Pixar. numbers to put after a movie <laughs> only four digits only four <laughs> digits are allowed i think i gave you 83 digits right there 
<laughs> One of the things that that I think in this Toy Story is stands out mm-hmm. is the humor of it. It it feels a little bit more childlike. Yeah, than, it's much more broad yeah. and over the top, and especially with Ducky and Bunny, mm-hmm. uh, played by Keegan Michael Key and director of Tied at Twenty First, the greatest film on the Billion Dollar Movie Club, Jordan Peele, director of Us. Uh, and we're not talking about uh, me and Miss Simpson in this scenario. He didn't direct no. us. He directed no, no, no. us. What if he? What if Jordan Peele is Twenty nineteen. Close parentheses. That one. What if Jordan Peele is God and he actually is directing us right now? But Masinson, that would make me very terrified for the title of his next movie. Which one? That's Run, right? It's Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> is I'm he so going to erase our existence? Is that what's I'm happening? So, <laughs> I'm so excited for that movie. I'm. I guess I'm so excited for everything to be. <laughs> He's just like, no, nah, I, I need to scratch that and restart. But yeah, the, the Ducky and Bunny stuff feels straight out of the show, Key and Peele. The, the, they had that bit where on, they're on the roofs and they're like, oh, you can go to Bonnie. And then they sing a song. Or one of my favorite jokes in this movie is the, the plush rush, all the hypothetical scenarios of how they're going to get the key from the old lady in the antique shop. Mm-hmm. And it culminates in this like, winding five minute uh novella of the old lady going back home her drive home sipping some wine in her bathtub it it was very reminiscent of slap ass in that way Mm. Mm. and it's hysterical but it it is so different from from your typical toy story dna and then even like i don't like the the Bonnie's dad driving the RV and then the toys take over the RV. And the it crosses the line of how often these toys actually interact, interact with, with the humans, human world. Yeah. That it loses a little of the mysticism and the fun specialty that is in a toy story. Because at this point it they very much do are alive in the human world. And that yeah. is very terrifying. It is terrifying. Juan, of all the toys you've ever owned, which one do you most wish wasn't live? Okay, so so I got this. I got this one um, plush train that has a music box inside of it, oh. and like you twist the thing to get the music going. But see, the thing is, when when it it reaches the end of its winding, it doesn't do it like as quickly as possible. It does it very slowly towards the end. So you will just be enjoying your time. Whoa. And then maybe there's a there's like a little bit of rumbling and then you'll just hear like a small note or two happening. That's scary. It's very scary. Yeah. I had when I was younger this like cookie monster toy <laughs> that's plastic. And like you turn it on and it just keeps chomping. And then you're supposed to like throw these plastic cookies inside of his mouth. But just like this, but very it never stomping. satiates him, does it? No. So it's never ending chomping from this metal and probably uh or, or plastic, very painful probably. Cookie monster just coming after me. And it was well, very you loud. Know, you know, in that scenario, one must imagine Cookie Monster happy. That's how you deal with the absurdity of life. 
Hold on. <laughs> I think Cookie Monster is very happy. No, but like that specific Cookie Monster. I see. I see. You mean the one that never ending uh, chomping? Yes. At least the real Cookie Monster. You know, the, the real Cookie Monster. He, he, he has uh, moments of reprieve. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes there is that. He holds period. himself back. Do you remember that brief period when they were trying to make him like the vegetable monster or something? And he ate other than uh, cookies, he ate vegetables. Yeah, so his teeth wouldn't rot. Mm-hmm. I, I know I know my Sesame Street lore. Shout outs to Cookie Monster. Sh- shout outs. All around. Round like a cookie. Yeah. So speaking of Sporky. Oh. His name's Forky. Sporky. Um, the the uh, concept behind his existence does terrify me as well. Oh, you mean this the, is a very well, terrifying how, film. How different is, is Forky's existence from us? He's just born without being asked. Yes. But just imagine, if you will, a scenario where the components you were given should not work for life Mm -hmm. yet you are bestowed life Mm -hmm. how much pain would that cause sure he is he is in constant suffering because he should not he's not holding he should not be holding the burden that he has been given i think scientifically you can approach it like that but if we think of it more mystically he's a miracle he's the next jesus but that's the thing that's the thing, Ms. Simpson. As we learned from Lion King 2019, the mysticism isn't what brings in the big bucks. The mysticism doesn't bring in the big bucks in a podcast where we've covered films like The Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. I'm mystified how the Transformers movies succeed. A lot of mysticism within this podcast. Yeah, but that's early. That's early generation. We're talking late gen. Billion dollar movie club. We're in oh. the end game right now. Oh, There's no I'm... mysticism to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They have to explain everything. Oh, really? That's not strange at all. Doctor Strange at all. Yeah. Did that uh, one make a billion dollars? No, but there's a lot of mysticism in it. And it looks like Spider-Man will, and he's in those. He's in the later two Avengers. Yeah, but see, the thing is, every time they're presenting this mind-bending or whatever you want to call it, visuals, they always have to make some sort of snarky joke or something like that that's like, don't worry about it. They don't just let you go. They don't just let you go in for it. They have to like add addendums and shit. We don't use the word addendum enough in life. Well done, Paul. Well done. So yes, uh, Sporky, he's uh, terrifying. And the fact that he, uh, he wants to return to the trash, return to the garbage, gives a sense of um, the franchise as a whole. It did not ask to be brought back. The franchise, it did not ask. The franchise just wants to end. You don't want another one. Woody needs to retire. I was very dis- I remember watching this movie in theaters 
Mm-hmm. And Tony Hale hysterical as Forky, right? Mm-hmm. Great. I, I love him in Veep. He has two Emmys. He's terrific in Arrested Development. Uh, I remember watching Forky stuff early on, and I'm thinking, wow, this will be our next meme. <laughs> Which proves how little I know, because Forky, not a meme at all. Unless I'm wrong. Is Forky a meme? No. No? I just felt like he spoke to the self-hating generations. See, the thing is, I think part of it might have been Disney's whole thing of like trying to get rid of their uh, IP from the meme-verse. Because if you but remember, that- they uh, almost did that with uh, the Baby Yoda. Where they were actually trying to get images of Baby Yoda pulled from Giphy. Was that not partly because they didn't want to spoil Baby Yoda? I thought that was a thing early on in Mandalorian. Maybe that, maybe because Baby Yoda was like a surprise at the end of that first episode. But this was also like many weeks after the fact. Sure, but not too long before this, you had Avengers, which uh, I feel like always has a, a meme stuff, and then later on, you'd see like this that's that uh. Anakin uh, Padme meme is very popular now. Very popular now. Yeah, but that's not Disney. Or at mm-hmm. least... <laughs> they own Star Wars. Yes, now. But, like, it's not recent enough that they're getting that money from it. You know what I mean? I guess I guess you, you're saying they don't want to memeify a recent release. Yeah, they want to hold on to... They want to keep it as close-knit as possible for that interesting that's interesting that's an interesting thought process thank you meme expert poan meta thank Thank you you for your services i will say i don't think this this movie's uh we didn't need it right who needs movies i don't need movies i i mentioned in the last episode that when i think of this the toy story uh sequels i think of uh, I, I used to listen to the CinemaSins podcast a lot. And one guy it would bring up, uh, whenever they talk about the, story, the Toy Story sequels, is that Toy Story 2 and 3 are incredible pieces of film, but not necessary because the first one ends so well. And I think Toy Story 4 can be put in that same boat of like, we didn't need and to you continue know, seeing these characters. The uh, argument could have also been made for Cars 3. Cars yeah, 2 I, ended so Cars well that three. they did not need a third one. Cars 2 and 3. Two and three. No, no, no. Two, two needed to exist. Two, two, two needed to exist. Now, I think we have to agree the most essential Pixar sequel is Finding Dory. Nah, it's Planes. <laughs> Not Pixar. That's the point. Fucking Disney Toon animations or That's something. That's the point. That's the point. It's to send a message. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Where did this go? Juan, Joker's not until next week. Listen, but, we have less than a week till Joker at this point. The, the 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 Joker the Jokerisms they're in me. They're already there. I can't help you're preparing. It. You're charging up. But I, I want to say, like, although I don't think this is the most essential film to be made, it is quite astounding looking back at the evolution of Pixar through the Toy Story franchise. Because mm-hmm. if you look at the first one. And the fourth one, it is night and day. Just uh, 
Just in terms of animation quality animation alone. Animation quality. Yeah. It, it is astounding. That opening scene when it's raining and you see the water on our... Where did the RC go? Where did the RC car go? Uh, it, it got swept away in the rain another day. Whoa. <laughs> damn. <laughs> but like, like he, just, he just kept tempting... RC. He just kept tempting fate like that. And one day it just happened. Oh, like no. the, at that point, what he was like, you know what? At some point he's got to learn. He does. He does. <laughs> but that first scene they could never do in 95. Just the way the water uh, splashes off the ground, all the different drops of water, the way the, the, the different textures of the cloth of Woody's clothes, whether wet or dry, the way it uh, reflects off of Bo Peep's porcelainness. It is a feat. Later on, we get that cat stretching out in the sun, that gorgeous shot of all the lights in the antique store. Uh, that beautiful it, it string before, behind uh, Woody's back before they went snip, snip. Sure, sure. The vasectomy scene. <laughs> and I think, I think um, it, was, it was well put. I saw this video back when the movie came out by, I think, oh, Nerd Writer One, I think is a YouTube channel. Apologize. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it was like the the invisible camera work in Toy Story 4 or something. It's talking about how they use cinematic tricks with the camera in an animated film, which is weird because animated films don't have cameras. So the way they do rack focus and whatnot, and, and just like the subtle pans and, and everything they, they accomplished, the team at Pixar is... Is, at, are, is it inarguable that they're the top animators in, in, in team in working right now? <sighs> Well, I mean, that's arguable because you got stuff like Leica. Leica. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love what Leica is doing something different, but yeah, going Leica. I and think like, yeah, you have sure. other stuff like uh, the the people who made Moonwalkers or whatever that one's called on Apple+. Plus. Oh, Wolfwalkers. Yeah, that one. Yes, I, I, I can't think of that team's name, but that, they're wonderful. I was thinking more mainstream, uh, like Sony, who does Lego Movie and uh, uh, Spider Verse. Uh, you know what? Honestly, I think Sony's stronger. Like, sure, they got the one-two punch of uh, Spider Man and the Lego franchise, but they also have the Emoji Movie. Bro, wow! Let me just double check that they did do do a Lego movie. I can't. I I may be wrong about that. And I oh wait, no, that's Warner Bros. Uh, I will say Sony Picture Animation has open season. And the open emoji season. movie, like, do need I say more? You're right. Yeah, I, was, I apologize. They don't have Lego movie. They do have Surfs Up. And Surfs Up too. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. They they have a good track record. And cloudy with a chance of meatballs too. Mm-hmm. The Smurfs. And the Smurfs too. And the Smurfs three. I was trying to figure out the Lost Village. I don't the think Lost they made. Village. I don't think they made the Squeakle though. I don't think they have any Squeakles under their belt. No, but they did do Hotel Transylvania. I don't think that had a squeak wool. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, I'm checking. It looks like they didn't do the Angry Birds movie, but they did do Angry Birds 2. Nice, nice, nice. Facts, mm-hmm. facts. I think Briefly was the, the highest rated video game movie on Rotten Tomatoes, right? 
I mean, it, it didn't exactly have stiff competition. Like, sure. I, I may applaud what uh, I think Duncan Jones, what he was trying to do with Warcraft. Sure. It didn't work. I, I personally, I'm a big uh, Detective Pikachu fan. I think that's a great one. Great one. Yeah, but like, that's a different camp, I think. How so? Because it's not a direct the, adaptation. I mean, not just that. It's made by the wider Pokemon company, which knows how to do movies, like TV shows, all that. And yeah, they're adapting yeah, their own work. Sure, sure, sure. Sure, sure. Whereas, like, the people who made Max Payne and shit, that wasn't made by Remedy. They didn't make the movie. Would you say that watching Max Payne puts you in Max Payne? I mean, I haven't seen Max Payne, but Mark oh, Wahlberg is there, so probably. <laughs> Friend of the Billion Dollar Movie Club, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, yeah, he was in, he was in the best Transformers movie so far. Bumblebee's not on this list, Paul. I haven't seen Bumblebee. Bumblebee's and he, was he in Bumblebee? No, but John Cena well, there you and go. Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, there you go. Pamela saying- Adlon, I think, is the mom in that. Great cast. Great Too movie. bad they didn't get the money. Why didn't you bestow them the money, Ms. Simpson? I did. I saw it in theaters. But we're the arbiters for the Billion Dollar Movie Club. You Go didn't on. do your job well enough, it seems. You think I know what the word arbiter means, all right? We, I don't rotate around the movie Bumblebee. Arbiter, orbiter, same shit. Sure, sure, sure. This movie, the, when looking at the Toy Story franchise, right, it's intriguing the two leads. Because both of them ginormous in 95. Tom Hanks, fresh off his two Oscars of uh, Philadelphia and Forrest Gump back to back. Tim Allen, star of Home Improvement, one of the Boy. biggest shows. But seriously, it was one of the biggest yeah. shows on television at that moment. And. 24 years later, we still hold Tom Hanks in that high esteem. I don't know what the public thinks of Tim Allen nowadays. Uh, I mean, he's known for saying, yo, the, the media is so liberal, they won't let me have last man standing. They don't want to see a conservative in, on TV. They don't want to see a conservative on TV. You do realize that show got renewed for like three seasons on Fox. Right? Yeah, but After see the thing. ABC. Yes. But that was what he was saying on talk shows. I think he's wrong because the Connors are on, starring uh, John Goodman and Laurie Metcalf. Yeah, but what happened to Roseanne Barr? They don't want to see a conservative on TV. What can you do? See, I think that's interesting. Tim Allen uh, does fine with the work he's given. I think Buzz, this is the worst of Buzz arc in any of the Toy Stories. Buzz was never the brightest, but they really just completely smashed whatever light was left inside of him. I mean, I thought the whole point was instead of finding the light inside of him, he had to find the voice inside of him. There was a voice, but he's heard that voice many a time before. But now he knows to listen to it, Miss Sensen. Sure. 
he wasn't given that advice before here. He thought these buttons, these words coming out of his voice box, they meant nothing. And now he's given new life. Joan Cusack over here, Jesse. She has like three lines. She's fun. She's the sheriff now. Uh, you know, there's there's the the dinosaurs there. Um, there's other characters. Yes. Dinosaur Wallachon is Rex. John Ratzenberger is uh, Mr. Ham. No, just Ham, not Mr. Ham. I think I, I, I really do like Tom Hanks in this movie. Tom Hanks is one of those actors where I think even if the result isn't up to the greatness that we're used to, it's still solid work. And I, I mean, think he's somewhere in the middle there. He was one of those big actors. Like he was, was. Because I don't think that breed exists in the same way anymore. Sure. Because I'm putting him along the lines of like an Angelina Jolie, a George Clooney, someone else that ends with an E. Oh, um, Merrily Streep. Merrily Streep. <laughs> Denzel Washington. Did that work? Nah. Joe the the judge, the the votes are in. Nah. I am the weakest link. Goodbye. All right. See you next week. <laughs> Something's good. Annie Potts returns uh, after Missing Nine Three. Again, they're lovely. I love, love, love the moment when when uh, Woody is in the playground, and his kid picks him up, and she happens to have Bo Peep in the same hand. And Pixar does this incredible thing in all the Toy Story movies where they build up so much that they can show a shot of just the toy's frozen face, and yet you as an audience member can feel everything that the toy feels because of how beautifully with the music, uh, the, story the, score, the, the score, the cinematography. Shout outs to Randy Newman who kills the score in all of the toy stories and does a shout outs to his uh, Oscar nominated song. Yes. He's nominated for a song in this one. Uh, uh, I can't let you throw yourself away, which is a, a song that exists. I mean, I think it's a good message. It's a fun song. It's a good message. I don't hate the song. It just was really weird that I was nominated for an Oscar. The film would go on to win animated feature in a, in a, in a fairly competitive year. I'd say that. I like oh, that I really? Body, Name five of the other movies. I Lost My Body, Klaus. Uh, that was uh, Krampus. Mirai. No, no, no. No, no. I believe no. that was Mirai year. And oh shit, we had we had a Japanese nomination, and it's not Ghibli. Yes, crazy. Yes, yes, crazy. I think what's the fifth film that doesn't bother me? I can't think of the fifth film that year. That was post Spider Spider Verse. That was post the post. (laughs) My favorite animated film, The Post. On what's your favorite Tom Hanks animated film, and why is it The Post? Uh, for me, it's Legend of the Guardians, Owls of Gahul. Oh, what's the, uh, the, uh, oh, that is that one. That is that one. I was there was say, Epic. Was Epic was also a movie that existed. Starring Beyonce? Starring, uh, Aziz Ansaris. Why is that the one you go to? Because he was the slug. He was slugging it up. 
Was the slug the main character? I don't know what Epic's about. Uh, no, he was the comedic relief. So why was that with the one you went to? Because he's Aziz Ansari and he's funny as a slug. He's funny. You said that just like he would. That's the funny part. He's funny. I can let you throw yourself away. I'm looking at the list right now. Say the boys. Oh, of course. I'm an idiot. Mirai was the previous year. That was the year of How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, and Missing Link. You, you want some dummy shit. Missing Link's really fucking good. You ever watch Missing Link? I didn't. I didn't see the Box Trolls movie either. Because oh. you, obviously you hate stop-up motion animation. No, I saw all the other ones. Your favorite, your favorite stop motion animation is the one that Spencer makes in that episode of iCarly. Do you remember this? No. It's an episode where he's making a stop motion film. Does anything go on fire? Upon. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I was about to say. Because like if if you came and hit me with the actually I don't think anything was on fire. I would I would tell you that's not iCarly. No, I actually don't think an it. alternate universe. I can't think of how that episode ends. I don't think anything goes on fire. I apologize. Then it's not iCarly. Then it's not Spencer Shea. A fire I guess I was elemental watching... that he is. Firebender. Spencer No, no, no. Spen- He's not a firebender. Firebender implies that he knows how to use the power. Hold up. He's an elemental. Right. It just happens without him, his control. It's out of his Whoa. control. Oh, Spencer Shea, star of Spider-Man Far From Home with the elementals. What? <laughs> Aren't those those creatures that Mysterio pretends are attacking the elements? Sure, the Eternals, yeah. Directed by Academy Award winner Chloe Zhao. Yeah, you know, them fighting against, uh, you know, the Jake Gyllenhaals. I thought they are fighting uh, the, the aliens from Arrival. I thought they were fighting Entropy. <laughs> Isn't that what's happening in the movie? Because they're like the beginning of time all the way through existence. One, respect that movie was shot on location. <laughs> Yo, invented- you see that sun? That's a real world sun. That's they a invented sunset. the term on location for that film. I'm joking aside, I'm very excited for that one. Uh, Keanu Reeves, fun. We briefly mentioned earlier, he's very fun as Duke Kaboom. What's the name of his kid? His kid's name is uh the Canadian matter. kid. All right, cool. That was very funny. But maybe not funny enough. Listen, he knew how to crash. He was born to crash. He was. He was. Um I I like the Gabby character, the the villainous role in this one. I enjoy her her uh reprieval. She's just not pure evil, and she doesn't get the terrible fate that, say, the Prospector in 2 or Latsuga in 3. I like that she gets to uh, redeem herself. It's a very well, see, the thing moment. is, like, it would have been weird if someone was given to the fires in this one. Because, like, if anything, Sporky would have wanted that. And, like, if anyone else gets it, that's just a slight against him. Right. You're right. Which th- there's an interesting parallel being drawn because um, 
Because Forky, what does he like about being in the trash? It's warm. It's uh, comforting. It's like he's being swaddled by it. What does fire do? I don't know. Let me call Spencer Shea. Swaddles, I think. <laughs> you, you never feel comforted by a nice fire? Wait, doesn't swaddle mean it like wraps up around? Yeah. I think fire more engulfs than swaddles. See, that's just a matter of perspective at that point. Wow. Because Sporky... He wants that fire. So it's not going to feel like an engulfing. It's going to be feeling like a swaddle. Life's what you make it, so let's make it rock. Oh, are we putting that in this movie? <laughs> Wait, I thought it was implied. I add a hand amount of time to every movie we watch. Sorry, sorry. I, I just uh, wasn't ready for your uh, Hannah Montana choice for this episode. That's fine. Nobody's perfect. It's nobody's nerfect. That's, that's what the phrase is, right? Uh, this cast is really fucking stacked. Yeah. I'm going to read the Wikipedia page. Because outside of the names you mentioned... There's uh, Ali Mackey, Jay Hernandez, the, uh, Bonnie Hunt, Kristen Shaw, Timothy Dalton, Jeff Garland, Laurie Metcalf, June Squibb, Carl Weathers, Mel Brooks, Carol Burnett, Betty White, Carl Reiner, Alan Oppenheimer, Patricia Arquette, Bill Hader, Melissa Villasenor, and the musician Flea. Flea? Yeah. A founding member and the bassist of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Ooh. He plays uh, the Duke Kaboom commercial announcer. You know, Red Hot Chili Peppers, they know how to use the bass. They know how to use bass. Those bass lines are actually harder than the guitar lines for those songs. So question, (laughs) is the song by Megan Trainor about the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Megan, if you have an answer, please email us. At, See, uh, I don't know because there might be too much sex for, in the Red Hot Chili Peppers for Megan Trainer's uh, appetite. Juan, what should Megan email if she has an answer? Billionallymovieclub at gmail.com. Say once more, please. Billionallymovieclub at gmail.com. Why are you rapping it? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, know, I feel like that's a, a rap you're doing. Oh, because it's mumbling? Wow. All, all rap sounds like mumbling to you, huh? Is that what you're saying? Would you rather me ask you, wow. hey, what are you doing in Noah Baumbach movie? Yeah, I'm a mumblecore. All right. I am the embodiment of mumblecore. So which one are you? Are you I'm the uh... physical manifestation of mumbling. Are you Francis Ha? While we're young, marriage story or the Meyerowitz stories, old and select, new and selected. Uh, I'd say I'm coherence. <laughs> What's coherence? That's a sci-fi mumblecore movie. Whoa, the melding of genres. Yeah. What a thunk. 
Who does think not to be confused with Primer? I don't think anyone's confusing that one because that's also a sci-fi mumblecore movie. Can be. Oh, you think? Oh, you think all movies of the same genre are the same? One. You know what? You know what? No, no, this is this is. I will die on this hill. Every movie that is a cross pollination of the same two genres, same exact movie. Five examples. Go. Uh, let's go. Primer and Coherence. That's that's two right there. That's two right there. Oh, that's one example. <laughs> that's how numbers work. Um. Let's <laughs> let's say um. Sleepless in Seattle and um. There's the one that takes place in New York that's like the same thing. Is that okay? What what is the genre? That's um romantic comedies that take place in big cities. <laughs> uh there's uh, Mission Impossible and uh James Bond. <laughs> same movies, same movies. What is the what is the mixture of genres? Uh, that's uh, heist slash secret agent, um, big budget movies. That's that's that. No comedy involved, just suaveness. Suave. Okay. So so that's three. That's three. Um, I'll just uh pop in, uh, into the woods and lay miserable. Same movie. Same movie. How so? <laughs> Uh, they're both extremely dark and dreary musicals. <laughs> At least they're film adaptations. That looks really dark for Into the Woods. A lot darker than dreary. it needed to be. Sure, dark. I don't know if I say dreary. Whatever. I got. I gave you four so far. You want a fifth one? You want a fifth one? As I'm going to give you a movie. You want I'm a fifth? You... Oh, wait. Do you have one? If not, I'll give no, you a movie. Go ahead. Give me one movie and I'll give you the other one. All right, I'm gonna give you. Ooh, someone. I'm gonna give you. Citizen Kane. I don't like that. Go. Citizen I mean, Kane. that's so easy. It's Mank. Yes, it's the same movie. You did it. You did it. You did it. <laughs> okay, I thought you were gonna give me a challenge. Come on. You want a challenge? <laughs> yeah, as a treat. <laughs> as a treat. <laughs> the red balloon. I don't even know what that is. I'll, I'll go bicycle thieves. They both sound extremely pretentious and black and white. No, Red Balloon is a very delightful short film. It's like 30 minutes about this kid who has this red balloon. And everyone's like, everyone's like kid, don't have the balloon. And, and then the mean kids try to pop his balloon. Pond, you'd fucking love this movie. Well, you know, the bicycle thieves, it's this dude who's a delivery or like a painter or something. And everyone's like, yo, he's got a fucking bike. Let's take it from him. He shouldn't have oh, no. a bike. Oh, and no. then they, they take his bike. I need to watch that movie. I believe both of these films on HBO Max right now. How do you recommend Unlike the, the current movie we're supposed to be talking about. No, no Toy Story 4 on Disney+. Plus. No Joker However, on HBO Max. No. That's full on Joker mode. The fact that that movie was on HBO Max for the entire run of the podcast up until when we had to talk about Joker. That's full on Joker mode right there. Joker or sicko mode. That's for you to decide. Of course. Of course. Do we have anything else we want to say about Toy Story 4? We really went off the track with this one. Um there's something there. There there was a 
we really got a sense of that antique shop. Oh, it was yeah. a nice antique shop. I really love uh, the Bonnie's, no, not Bonnie, uh, Gabby's storyline and how that and Woody's kind of uh, work together and, and, and reflect similar journeys. You know, I, now I have one question regarding this antique shop. All right. Question away. So with the toy aspect, Bonnie is able to make Forky because she's imbues Forky with meaning sure. as a friend. Sure. Wouldn't all the antiques in the antique shop suffer the same fate? Like the name of the shop is called Second Chances. So that implies that they were initially imbued with meaning and life in that sense. To, to, to build off of that, there's that scene where Woody's chased by one of the dummies, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's a, uh, a human nearby. So he pulls his string and then, and then disguises himself as like this phone holder. Should the phone then come to life because Woody imbued meaning to it? See, okay. Now, I don't know about that one. Because I don't think toys can create other toys in that sense. Because they're very much dependent on humans. Because like what he has been going through for this entire quadrilogy, quadruple films, quadruple four. Four. uh, uh, You know, he's he's very much dependent on humans to prove his existence. Sure, 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 sure. And yes, you could get the situation like uh, Bo Peep where you're a lost toy going your own way. But in that sense, in the phrase lost toy, you're still being defined by your relation to the humans. So what you're telling me is Toy Story is kind of like Green Book. Green Book depicts life of a black man see the thing is i don't think vigo mortensen's but in this toy one. story toy story reflects uh toys from the perspective of humans better better comparison my octopus teacher see no i don't even think that's necessarily true because the framing of the movie itself isn't that that's the framing of their perspective the characters. I'm learning a whole lot about perspective in this episode, Polan. Thank you. So I, yeah, I I the previous movie, we have the fires about to engulf the uh, people. And in this one, we have the fires inside their souls. That uh, And the fire is trying to come from inward to outward for Sporky. So there's that. Yes. I really like what they do with Bo Peep in this movie. Because she really is nothing in those first two movies. She has some agency. She gets to make some choices. She's a bad she has a lamp. She and has I, I, that lamp. I was really, I, I'm really moved by the ending of this movie when Gabby finds the human who, who brings her. And, and then the, the, the goodbye to Woody. I think that's a beautiful moment there. Big fan of this movie. In that Anything? moment, she truly did reach for the sky. Oh. You know what's, what annoys me a bit about this movie? What? We never, we never, Bullseye never runs like the wind, first off. I mean, Bullseye's barely in this one. 
I don't think bullseye exists. That's a problem. That's a problem. Number two, we don't know if the snake is still in Woody's boot. See, now here's another question. Oh, I like questions. So many questions this episode. This is a fun one. So that's established to be coming from the voice box, not Woody. All those lines that are from the string. Of course, of course. So is that Woody saying it? Or is Mm. that just the body that was created by someone else that's saying it? That's a great question. That's a great question. And in that sense, it's someone else. It's the creator of Woody saying it, as opposed to Woody himself, who is now imbued with his own sense of personhood. It's such an existential episode. I do not know. That's quite a heavy question, Milan, and I think we got to leave our viewers and listeners with that question and the time to ponder it as we take this commercial break. It's a toy! You ever go to the pharmacy with the aches and the pains in your soul and don't know how to solve it? And while also having aches and pains in the body? Well, I have a simple solution for you. You grab one of the Tylenol-like things and you believe in it enough so that it comes what so why should we get you instead of some other sort of uh solvent for our problems that's a good point but uh you say you're over the counter why should i do that when i could get some harder stuff if I, if I go into that place with a prescription. It, it is a lot easier to get you, but what if it just doesn't cut it? Can do both. Can do both. Well, it has been a, a beautiful time that I've spent with you, pain reliever bottle. But I'm afraid um, your time has come. And... Uh, I no longer imbue you with any uh, meaning. So sadly, uh, your death is nigh. It's a toy. And we're back. We are back. That has a wonderful read. Wonderful ad there. And I like Beautiful. to add things. I like adding things, especially when those things are not perfect. What things aren't perfect? Come on. Sit down. Sit your ass down. I have something to tell you. Some news, all right? Juan? Is it news or is it old? I don't know. Nothing makes sense in this world anymore. Is it on a beach? Juan, I have to tell you this. No. No movie is perfect. Clearly, you haven't seen old. No movie other than M. Night Shyamalan's old 2021 is perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so we must do what we do every week. All right. We'll take this movie, mm-hmm. toss it up, maybe saute it a bit. Uh, some salads and scrambled eggs. 
Oh, them toss out and scrambled again. Eggs, they're coming again. Again. Juan, <laughs> <laughs> how would you fix this movie? Okay. All right. So we haven't touched on it yet, but um, there, there's this post credit scene where they couldn't help themselves. They couldn't help themselves. They had to bring back the joke of the boy toy. And I ain't talking that type of boy toy, you naughty, naughty people. Bad, bad, I'm very bad. confused. What is that boy toy? Huh? What is that boy toy? Look it up on your own time, The Simpsons. This is a family-friendly episode. This is a rated G movie. Well, I said fuck like eight times already, I think. This is a rated G movie. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, you had the Forky established before. And then in this post credit scene, a whole year later, we're introduced uh, to this new friend who's a knife that uh, Bonnie made, which implies that her powers only work once a year. Um, so there's that. And of course, it's uh, she has the long hair, so you know it's a girl. And of course, because of that, and they're made of similar stuffs, Forky falls in love immediately. And you know what? I'm tired of this. It is 2019 when this movie is released. The binary is canceled. All right. So on. May I may I just bring up? I don't know if they ever give uh mention Forky's uh gender. And I'm pretty sure they don't mention Karen Beverly's gender. So are you not making assumptions yourself? Okay, but you can't tell me that that wasn't what they were heavily implying. How do you know? The joke is already there. Don't even, don't even act like it isn't. Don't even act like it isn't. I don't think the joke is that it's a, a presumably female knife, I'm... but rather that she did it again. But then why do the long hair thing specifically? And like the bigger lips and... Yeah. It it very much felt like that moment where Barbie met Ken in Toy Story 3. Sure, sure. The love at first sight moment. Yes. Because it's like, ah, it's funny because that's the they're in the same universe and like that's the girl and that's the boy. Sort of thing. Yeah. Uh let's get rid of that. Maybe, you know what? Uh maybe she doesn't have any hair anywhere. hair did you see on this knife i don't think i saw that much hair uh so that's the first one and you know what yes okay yes this is the highest grossing opening weekend for a g-rated movie but you know what might have let them make more money what if it wasn't rated g i have some other ideas what rating are you making this um well, we'll leave that up to the MPAA to decide. If it remains G, that's fine. That, that just shows where the boundaries are, all right? And where they aren't. So first off, there's that whole RV situation with um, the cops pulling up on this man. He recklessly endangered everyone around him for multiple blocks. It's not just going to be a simple conversation between the the dad and the cops um 
Specifically, Bonnie's dad must feel the wrath of the police. This is a treacherous territory you're entering, Bohan. All I'm saying is the way the police were depicted in this movie, not realistic. It's not realistic. Of course, realism is what we search for in Toy Story. Go on. Of course, yes. Um, And you brought up earlier, you brought up earlier how it doesn't make sense that like only Buzz chased after Woody. No, no, go back. Go back to the first one. How are we making the cop interaction more realistic? All, all I'm saying is uh, Bonnie's dad has to feel the wrath. How? I'll, listen, uh, right now I'm the idea person. Let's let the creative, the creatives decide what to do with that. Do, do creatives not come up with ideas? Not, not, not the big picture. The big picture is for the money people, in you which case we're the, the money seed, people. Pawan. You planted the seed. How will this seed grow and bloom? You know what? Maybe the cop has a nightstick. Who who is also a toy that he imbued with life. <laughs> and maybe the nightstick's got feelings too. You don't know. All right. So um, we also established that um, it's weird that only Buzz chases after Woody when Woody escape- leaves. But you neglected to uh, mention that this whole chain of events starts because Woody is chasing after Sporky. So what I am saying is that after Buzz goes, another toy decides, I'm going to go check up on them. And the entire line happens until they follow each other all the way through the chain of events that leads them back into the RV. So thus making this movie at least 20 minutes longer with insert shots of Toys being like, they've been gone for a while. Let me go check. So who's the first toy that, that follows Buzz? Okay. Okay. First toy follows Buzz, Jesse, of course. All right, Jesse, and then? Uh, and then we get Bullseye. We get Bullseye. Right, I want the first six toys that go. Um, Jesse, and then, was... and then Jesse goes, and then the silent Bullseye says, and then yeah. jumps out? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then we get um, was Trixie on the trip? I don't even Trixie remember which, which she was toys. on the trip. Trixie was the one who was the GPS voice. Trixie was okay, on the trip. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know maybe at some point, uh, Bunny and Ducky are in make it to the RV before everyone else and decide. You know what? Let me go see what they're up to. So th- that's two more. That's, that's two four. More. Five, five, five. Yeah, five. I, I forget who else was on that. RV. There was a uh, was the was Bonnie's main toy there? Dolly, Dolly was there. Dolly. Okay, so Dolly goes, but that's the final one. Wow. There's there's one more. No, that was six. Slinky, Slinky. Oh, Slinky goes after. Okay, we love Slinky. Yeah. So, there so you the go. six toys go after, and slowly it turns to more than six. Okay. Yeah. Do do Ducky and Bunny come back again and they get, jump out again? So like it's it's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious fourth cycle. And fifth, but also like tenth and eleventh. Sure. Because they don't know if they want to stay. That's fair. That's fair. So there's that, and you know what? The biggest fix 
we've been circling around this point for quite a while. What what does what was the ending of three implying? Where does the trash lead to? Fire. Where do toys eventually go when they're discarded? When they're no longer needed by their initial owners and they're thrown in the trash, they go to the fire. So how often need... are toys thrown in the trash? They're either passed down or they're lost. I've never tossed a toy in the trash. See, the thing is, when they're lost, where do they go? I don't know. They, they, they don't just keep going from kids' party to kids' party like this movie implies, Miss Simpson. There's so few that get to live that lifestyle. So some do. Some do. Go on. Go on. So what I'm suggesting is there's this antique shop called Second Chances. But you know what? In this, in this world we're living in, you don't actually get a second chance. There's a fire in the antique shop that's created due to the beautiful lights we saw earlier. Because everyone knows beauty only lasts for a limited time. And then it creates this fire that engulfs everything around it. Because beauty, as we all know, is all-consuming. And uh, the specific shot that needs to happen, this is towards the end of the film, after the huge circle where they're all chasing, the toys are all chasing each other. They don't end in the RV. They end in the antique shop. With, with Sporky right outside the door, seeing the fires in his googly eyes. You see the reflection of the fire in the googly eyes. And he says, so, so it's, so it's, for, it's, it's Forky looking through the window, close up, slow pan toward push in on, on Forky's face. And as we get closer and zoom out on his face, see the reflection of the fire and all the toys burning in his eyes. Yes. Well, no, no, you don't specifically see the toys burning, but so you see the shop. It's burning implied. Down like it's implied. Of wood found, I see. And then uh, Sporky who has longed for death throughout this entire film says from ashes to ashes dust to dust we must all return and then throws himself into the fire and that is the end of the toy story saga Miss Simpson, those were my beautiful ideas what are yours uh my first idea is that you get some help <laughs> Listen, Miss Simpson, better help isn't sponsoring us. You don't Dang don't it. give them I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to get them to want to like we have a need. You have a need. Let's 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 merge the needs. So uh, first off, is a song. A song in this 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 film. And it's fine. It's a little disappointing because the film starts off with you got a friend me, everyone's favorite song. But unlike in three, where they had they they change it a little, and there's a new context, there's a new light. It's the same exact song. In four. actually, I think there is a new context in uh this version of "You Got a Friend in Me." How so? If we if we come back to the idea of the voice box not being the thoughts of the character, 
this that's not the idea presented in the montage <laughs> in which a song is used but as a whole context because like the film all four of these movies have the song you got a friend in me so sure. that song is inextricably tied to the film sure. so if you view the film and as how it relates to that song you could see that in that context with this film i think we gotta change the song randy forget that randy. song it's stupid thank you you randy. know what that no, no, no. that, we're, that we're subtext keeping... that might be there no we're keeping no. the the, the the core of the song all okay. right but we're gonna dizzle dazzle a little bit give them the old razzmatazzle a little razzle dazzle i learned from richard here in chicago all right who's a chicago uh chicago who's a chicago 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 okay we don't want to get copyright well, oh maybe i can't do my fix We'll find out. Let me do my fix because I'm going to take out this earbud in which I can hear Pawan. Don't worry. In my right ear, there's another earbud. No, no, no. Masenson's just tired of hearing me speak. He doesn't want to deal with it anymore. Oh, Pawan, did you say something? I saw your mouth move, but I don't want to hear your shit. There you go. See, see, the true colors are coming out now in this, the 40 episode of the podcast. In the 43rd episode of the podcast, my life is strange. True colors are coming out. So I'm placing this earbud in my ear for music's hard. I couldn't learn this song. Mm -hmm. But instead, I have it in my ear, and hopefully, there will be a little post edit, post production. Post Matos. A little post Malone. Postpone my student loan. We're going to start the song right here. Another Toy Story. Another Toy Story. Hey. Thought we were done. We did too. But the money just kept coming through. So we asked ourselves, what do we do? Well, another Toy Story. Another Toy Story. Some of your folks might want another Wally or Ratatouille too. But none of them will ever bring the cash in just like them. It's Tom and Tim Boy. And as the years go by, our reputation just might die. We don't care because of our massive greed. Another Toy Story. Another Toy Story. Another Toy Story. I think my scats really made that. That that is the new version of a song. And Pawn, thank you. I could tell you watch the new episode of Ted Lasso because those scatting beautiful. Just like scholarly beep boop. Oh, now you're speaking robot. No, I'm speaking mumblecore sci-fi edition. So that's my first change. Mm -hmm. Second change. Uh post credit scene. Mm -hmm. The dad, Bonnie's dad, he's at the car rental place. He's like, Man, I hate this car. 
It's terrible. And you know what? It's a recreation of the scene in uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. You ever watch this movie? Uh, no, I only saw Planes, Trains, and the Panama Canal. <laughs> There's a scene in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles when Steve Martin just curses out this woman at the front desk. She's like a flight airplane airport person oh so you're telling me you're getting rid of the g rating too yeah as the only reason plane trains and automobiles is not rated g is because he has like 83 fucks in that that monologue and so the dad bonnie's dad does the same monologue and the reveal is that behind the desk at the car rental place is the sloth from zootopia is his name sid so is it an actual sloth? It is the same exact character from Zootopia, same model. And it ends with the mystery of what the fuck does that mean for the wider Disney Pixar cinematic universe? So is this, so, okay. In this timeline, yeah. the Cars universe is after the uh, apocalypse, I'm assuming, or I the rapture. As Apocalypse we slash we're rapture. Just, we're just where, throwing ideas. We're not the creatives making this. Apocalypse slash rapture where, you know, every human being is gone, but the vehicles that they imbued with life remain. Is it not possible that the cars were the very beginning they evolved into humans? Fuck that. No, that was wrong. Why would cars evolve into humans? That's dumb. Well, you know, you know what drives cars? Mostly they use combustion engines. There's the fire. There's the explosions that create in that sense. Wow, Pawan. That's incredible. That's incredible science right there. And here at the Billion Dollar Movie Club, we love science. We love science. Especially when applied. And I ain't talking about seances. Oh, Pawan, don't use that word here. I'm scared of it. You're scared of the word seances? For those of you that are uh, audio-only listeners, Masinson did a little scurry in place. For the video-only uh, viewers of the podcast, you enjoyed that in all its uh, splendor. Don't use that word either. It's too close to the first word. <laughs> Juan, it's time for us to rank Toy Story 4. Let's rank movie. this movie. Billion dollar movie club now as mentioned at the top of the show we have a, that lost episode and but you know sadly, what we might be able to fix it yeah. oh so, it's already wait why why is this already there i guess it's the already science has decided it for us yes in 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 the lost episode we it was placed at number 17 uh but no we no, got no. It, we got... it, it was it was placed without our understanding but it was deemed by the science we just need to double check the science. Okay. All right. First off, flip a coin. Uh, you know, I'm this heads. Person, you know, I'm heads. All right, pawns heads. This person figures out what numbers we're using in this. Wow, it's tail. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Masinsa. Which numbers are we list. using to make sure this based off is a scientific, factual, accurate reporting? reporting? From the reading, I, I have, yes. From the reading of this report, this classified report, the min will be 17 and the max should be 17. So let's just double whoa, check. Whoa, whoa, the min, wait, what's the max? 17, Pawan. 
That's what you're the report told two, me. You're you're missing two digits. We're talking about movies here. Well, Four on, digits. That's only on that's only on Twitter. What? All right, Jedi. you're telling me the world isn't Twitter. Hold on, I read the report. Two zero one nine, starring Adam Driver and Annette Benning. Pressing the button. Seventeen. It's seven. Wow, it was accurate. It was accurate. You can't fight the science. All right, people try every day, and they the science fights. The science got hands. All right, this is what people make the mistake of. Science got hands. Oh, I pressed the wrong button. Let's review the list plot. <laughs> At number 47, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. At number 46, Alice in Wonderland 2010. 45, Toy Story 3. Uh, at number 44, Avatar 2009. 43, so you got to have another four numbers. But you didn't have to give away my, my card information like that. I'm sorry. Like, listen, if anyone's listening to this, that was Ms. Simpson's entire secure, like, social security number right at there. Number 41, Transformer, tra- tra- ah, at number 41, Transformers Darker the Moon. At number 40, Avengers Age of Ultron. Number 39, Despicable Me 3. Uh, 38, we have Transformers Age of Extinction 2014. The only 2014. Oh, 37, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Uh, number 36, Captain Marvel, uh, 7942. 35, Captain America Civil War. At 34, Star Wars Episode I, The Phantom Menace, 1738. Hi. Say, say what's up, hello? Is that it? What is it? Keep you know going. About? Yeah. 33, The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, 32, I like The Dark Knight where it was. Let's keep him there. 31, he, the he doesn't Marvel's need to The Avengers. 31, Marvel's Avengers. Uh, 30, Many Ons. 29, The Lion King, 2019. Uh, 28, The Hobbit. An Unexpected Journey. Two zero one zero nine three. Twenty seven. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part Two. Uh, Twenty six. Jurassic Park. Twenty five. Iron Man Three. Twenty four. Frozen. Twenty three. Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Twenty two. Jurassic World. Whoa, pawn. Tied at number twenty one. Andrew Stanton's Finding Dory, two thousand sixteen. Jordan Peele's Us, two thousand nineteen. Sam Raimi's Spider Man Three. 2007, John M. Chu's Crazy Rich Asians, 2018, and Ron Howard's Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, 2001? Maybe. Or 2000. Um, uh, 20, Beauty and the Beast, 2017, 7911. Are you okay? I think you hiccuped three times during that movie. <laughs> Number 19 is number one, but now it's 19, Titanic. Uh, 17, 38. Uh, Toy Story 4. 
Number 14, Incredibles 2. Uh, 13, Star Wars. The Force Awakens. 11, Zootopia. 11, Avengers. What? Avengers. No, what number? I said 10. Did I not? You know what? Put that at 11, too. I don't care. Uh, at number 11, 2, or 11 minus 1, whatever you want to say. Uh, Avengers and Gam. Number 9, Black Panther. Uh, and number 8, we have Avengers Infinity War. Number 7, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Uh, number 6, we have F, Infinity on its side. Uh, the Fat of the Furious. Five Star Wars episode, The Last Jedi. At number four, uh, Waterboy. Waterboy. Oh, I love Adam Sandler. Yeah, he's great. Go ahead. Wait, what's that number four again? Waterboy. The prequel to Aquaman? No, no, no. See, if you, you take Waterboy and you add 2019. Eight to it, two zero one nine eight to it. Then you get this one. Wait, two zero one nine eight two. That's six numbers, Pawn. Oh no, we destroyed the movie. At number three, The Lord of the Rings: The Return of the King. At number two, Furious T. Why T? Because you know you you got. You do a seven, it kind of looks like an uppercase T. What janky sevens are you making? <laughs> At number one is Skyfall. There's, 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 there's the movies. That's a lot of movies, Paul. We've seen a lot of movies for this podcast. It's crazy because these are the only movies I've ever seen. I'm so sorry for you. I'm it's so it's sorry. a lot of movies. Like, I'm just going in on the deep end with this one. Don't worry, Pawn. Next week, we're seeing a great movie. You were talking about the deep end. And although Lady Gaga was off the deep end that year. I'll go on the Joker end next week. The Joker. The Joker end. Next next week, we're talking about 11-time Academy Award nominee. Did I I mumble my words there? 11-time Academy Award nominee, Joker. And you know what? Before we head out, uh, there's uh, something we have to do. There, there was a b- brief disc- discussion uh, where we asked an individual to let us uh, know their thoughts about uh, a movie and a specific discourse. And uh, let's 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 uh, have an understanding of what he wrote. So uh, well, well, one, oh, you have it pulled up? Yeah, one Brandon Ambrosi wrote: "Scar is by de- strict." definition a cuckold because nala was unfaithful to him and it definitely went sexual colloquially it is often used to describe a man who enjoys watching or allowing his partner to engage in sex acts with others but that is actually a cuckold fetish and not of the definition in itself okay so there's an interesting uh caveat that's uh put in with that cuckold fetish part allowing his partner to engage in sex acts with others so can it be argued that scar allowed nala to do things with others it's a great question uh but yes this is an interesting line to be drawn because you know what with one definition yes he is 
almost certainly a cuckold by the strict definition. But through the fetish, we got some murky territory there. We got some murky territory there. So you know what? Thank you, Brandon Ambrosi, for contributing to last week's discussion. If anyone would like to contribute to this week's discussion or uh, the specific discussion that's happening for this day of this week um, for Toy Story 4, let us know in the comments or hit us up in the email. And if we feel like it, maybe we'll share it on the podcast and uh, let let our viewers understand our takes on their takes. Because you know what? You've been hearing our takes for so long. We want to hear some of yours. That was this week's episode of the Billion Dollar Movie Club. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, uh, Zoom? Is Zoom still a thing? Microsoft I don't think Zoom had a podcast. Damn. Who the thunk, Zoom? That's why uh, it failed. Send an email. Paul, what's that email? Hit them with that email. Billionallymovieclub at gmail.com. It's also seen in the link in the description. Oh, thank you for reminding me that I realized I stopped going in the description for some reason by accident, so I should start doing that again. Shout outs, as always, Max Lismaki over the art that you see at the beginning of the show on your podcasting service of choice. And a reminder, next week we're viewing... Uh, Not next week, because uh, someone made a mistake. Next episode this week next episode but the end of this week one we're recording the end of an era we're recording this on a saturday and we're releasing the next episode on a friday that is next week in my eyes yeah but then you would either have to choose when like based on when you're recording it or when you're releasing it can we save this can you save this for next week when i discuss and argue for why joaquin phoenix's greatest performance and the one he should have won the Oscar for is in Brother Bear. Or is it Aliens? Wait, no, he was not that one. Sorry. Signs. That it's, it's a movie oh. that contains aliens that has a plural form <laughs> as its title. And with that, <laughs> she'll be okay. Know that.